Blacko Roundtable. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Roundtable. I am Dana. I'm Jelena. And I'm Asha. Another day, another week. Another life post-Renaissance concert. (laughs) I can't believe it's over for us. I want to go again so bad. Although, I was gooped and gagged. I was just about to. Because why would that lady do that? Not At this point... Like, if you already had your outfit and it was not that, I would honestly cry tears. Exactly. On the floor sobbing because I'm going to go in this outfit that I have put together for the last three months. But now Beyonce going to be side-eyeing me in my hot pink bedazzled outfit. Right. Not even Beyonce. People around you. Didn't you read the email? I did. Do you have money to give me another outfit? No. No. Beyonce, you're sick and twisted because it's one girl who recreated one of the America has the problem mm-hmm. outfits and like hand stoned like a black and gold jumpsuit. And she was literally like, she had one more little B stripe to do and the shit came out. And I said, girl, she posted that Mean Girls audio of Regina George screaming. Yes. <laughs> but yes. What what else can you do in that? Because it's like, do yeah, I wear it and just be like, and like, fuck it but then it's like i'm defying beyonce <laughs> right but again, you've seen how long this took me like where else am i gonna wear this to <laughs> i just and you know like i'm typically not one to be questioning the queen but i just feel like you know she um she really played in y'all uh, our faces because we never had um sorry <laughs> I'm, as we're gearing up for the episode, I'm looking for like any contact from like our listeners, et cetera. And one of y'all just like threw us some, some nice nasty shade. So wow, look at y'all uploading consistently. You know the fuck what? That's for that hiatus because you want to be funny. You know, you know the fuck what? D marks twelve. <laughs> podcast is canceled. And you know what? No, no. And on that note, you know what? Y'all want consistent podcasts? Tell your family and friends to listen to us consistently. Talk about sponsorships. Full-time job. Y'all want consist? I have a sixty-eight thousand plus person festival to coordinate. I'm sorry. If you want me to do just this, I would love that. But until we get the sponsorships to do so. They may be every other week, every three weeks. Go to the reruns. Binge, y'all. But shout out to DMARCS12 and everybody else who listens. I love that y'all are interacting now. I really did get a chuckle out of that. That That was funny. We do love y'all and we would love to, you know, be more consistent. And we're trying not to say that we are not true. We're doing our best. They said, ooh. Hmm. They said, oh, y'all getting spicy? Because we got two uploads. We got two uploads back to back. Listen. That's hilarious. Well, thank you all for clocking our tea. God. Worry. That was funny. What was I talking about? Oh, yes. Beyonce dress code. Uh, yes. Um, 
I just feel like she did the most because I'm like, you were supposed to give us like a heads up because I wore, because everybody in the comments was like, oh, like, why are y'all not wearing silver? Who wasn't wearing silver? I'm just like, I didn't wear silver. I opened up the booklet in the CD that we got and pulled another reference and paid mm-hmm. attention to the other tour stops. And I, you know, tried to mix it up a little bit. I didn't want to go space cowboy. I was trying to show the queen who was paying attention. And I feel like that's what the rest of the class was doing too. And now she like, no. And I want to address something real quick. I want to call BS on a whole bunch of y'all. Because I find it very interesting how y'all played up in your mind dust. Dust, 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 dust. Y'all, so it was a last on y'all list for Renaissance. And y'all honestly kind of also play thick a little bit crazy too. I don't know why, and mind you, as someone who really actually liked All Up In Your Mind, like, I love the whole album, but I actually, like, the way y'all were talking about All Up In Your Mind, till now, just know that the North remembers, y'all paid that thing to us, but now, it's the big three? Very interesting. Listen. Very interesting. That's all I'm gonna say. I gotta give Asha her credit here, because you are one of the first people I know who was like, All Up In Your Mind is one of my top songs off the album. Similar credit to Jelena with Thick. Now my smoke for y'all is with Move because I have stayed firm that Move is the best song on the album. And when that song came on, I was the only person, not even in our section, on the floor who was like, we are here. Let's start kicking. I want to do some kicking. <laughs> and now you're like, oh my God, the choreo move. Da, 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 da. No, because no, literally nobody said anything about move after the album was released. And now all of a sudden y'all live for move. Get out, get out, leave. I guess I, I need her to just spin the block one good time, lower prices. And this is for actually people who actually liked the album. Cause I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna keep going back to it. I really feel like it was a lot of people in there, yeah, who, who just was there to be there. And it every time I think about it, it annoys me. No, it it actually puts a fire in my chest that's probably unhealthy. But um, <laughs> I'm doing. I'm right there with you. I see people's commentary and people are like, oh, I only knew like four or five songs. I I'd be like, mm-hmm. that lady who said four and a possible. For and a possible. And my thing is, like, mm, what four? You're going you're gonna to piss me off with the four. You're going to piss me off with the four. Because I know one of them is break my soul. I know. <laughs> and that's fine. Imagine, and, and I don't cool. like, I don't like the comparisons, but imagine going to a Michael Jackson concert, or even if I were to go to a Taylor Swift concert and be like, ooh, I only know four and a possible songs. Why? I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. But even I know through sheer force of the media, more than four Taylor Swift songs, I know you know more than four Beyonce songs. Please be so fucking serious right now. And I think they meant like four Renaissance songs, which is fine. But Are you talking this- about that black lady? Yes. No, she meant with her whole chest that she only knew four songs because she one of them people who love, I don't like Beyonce like that. That weird pocket of women specifically oh. who love to be like, I don't even like Beyonce. And I'm just like, oh, I don't like Beyonce. Then who do you like? Why did you go if you don't like her? Why did you go? Why did you go? Why did you go? You know, the pick me, oh, I only listen to, I only listen to trap rappers and 
and, and real R and B and Future and Jeezy, or I only listen to you know Mahalia Jackson. That's right. for you. I'm about to say this is this is not a Beyonce episode. Before we get on the topic, because I know y'all probably seen the video. How did that lady get her date, her tour dates mixed up? Talk about she slept like she thought it was one day, but it was the day before. Miss Ma'am, you wasn't supposed how? to. You were not supposed. You're to not be serious. There. You wasn't serious at all. You were not supposed to be there. You weren't serious about it. Like about, I slept through it. This was my birthday gift to myself. That made it even worse. You clearly didn't care about it. I would have been glued to my phone like a kid during Christmas. Talk about Santa is coming tomorrow. No, literally that whole night. Tomorrow, some wow. I see Beyonce in twenty four hours. I kept checking the dates on our tickets because I I kept checking the dates. Okay. What day you go? Saturday or Sunday? I'm like, hold on, let me look. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's the fifth, but what is the fifth? Right. What is the fifth? What right. day is this? <laughs> but let me just check. Now, did this say five? Did I read that right? Right. Did I did read I book, Did I book the tickets for DC? Let me check for the 18th time. Like, right. I don't know how, don't know how she did that. Like, I'm so serious about calendar. this concert. I changed the password on my Ticketmaster account every month. Because I was like, y'all not finna hack me. Same. Actually, I change that joint every month. I don't blame you at Let's all. wrap it up, babes. Because let me tell you <laughs> something. I will Liam Neeson <laughs> your ass if you take these fucking tickets for Because to me, you know that I know it's featuring, right? So you gonna just hear, have a, a nice, clean knife behind talking about some. Are you like hacking people, right? What a deranged yeah. woman starts punching people in the back of the head at the Renaissance World Tour. They stole my tickets. What do you mean? When we hear about talk about, you know, you ever see them super villain origin stories? That would have been my That's mind. definitely it right there. Why is Dana a dictator of half of the globe? Somebody stole her Renaissance tickets. Why, why, is, why is that person that one person trying to kill you? She stole my ticket, so I'm out. I'm out to get her for the rest of her life. The rest of it. Anyway, not a not a Beyonce episode. Don't know even how we got on the topic of Beyonce, but for this podcast, are we ever really surprised? Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to what's trending for this episode. I guess that does kind of count as one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So first and foremost. I want to circle back to something that we talked about last week a little bit, which was Lizzo. Um, There has been a recent update coming from Lizzo's camp stating that she is, um, again, still denying the claims that were made against her by her former backup dancers. But now she is also noting that once the lawsuit wraps up, she does have plans to allegedly file a countersuit against the dancers. Um, Lizzo and her team released imagery of herself and the dancer is filing the lawsuit against her at the, I guess, alleged show where the nudity and explicit content took place. And Lizzo, the dancers in the lawsuit, as well as the the nude performers, alleged nude performers, I suppose, um, are all depicted in this photo, smiling and happy. Um, in addition, 
Lizzo's team talks about how her and some of the dancers actually worked together prior to the start of her reality show before two of the three dancers named in the lawsuit were in it. Um, and one of them after the alleged incident and some of the other claims um, then went on to submit an audition tape for the show, noting that she wanted to quote, follow in Lizzo's footsteps. Of course, the dancers legal team are denying all of these allegations. Um, but kind of like we said last week, the case is still emerging. Um, any thoughts on this new info, I I don't think I really have anything new outside of what we said last week. I don't think anything new. I do think that like Lizzo needs to look, I think everyone in this case just needs to tread, like I said, very lightly. Um, And I think that there is a power dynamic at play here that Lizzo needs to, again, tread very lightly. And I think now more than ever, there needs to be transparency on all fronts. Like, even if what you said was not completely truthful, on again, with all parties, you now is the time to to just, you know, even if you feel like, for, for example, two things can be true at the same time. Let's say for a minute you were having fun at that party, you were really having a good time at whatever nudity, whatever that was. And then it got weirder, and you're like, oh, so I'm actually not having a good time at all. This is weird. That is still, that can be true, and it's still valid. It might not be the full story you told before to make your story seem more valid. Because, again, there is a power dynamic there, right? She's a celebrity, Hmm. things of that nature. There is a, you know, that's at play. But I think now is the best time that even any little part that you left out that's even made to seem as though you were not being fully truthful, I think everybody just needs to put all their cards on the table and let the truth just be the truth. Yeah, I 100% agree. I also would just, for both for both sides of this, I really wish y'all would just kind of hold tight and battle this out in court. Um, at this point I feel like the court of public opinion has just been really muddied you know for the dancers who are making these allegations um again still some of which I do believe um I think that you're already fighting against the public persona that Lizzo has built for years and so I think it's very odd that your legal team has you three kind of going against kind of in a way like it's yeah the public persona that not only has built for years that you were a part of up you know kind of building um and then for Lizzo's team um you know once things kind of come to court and you know and if they do in fact have the evidence that they claim to have um I guess I just don't understand why not wait until you know you hit the, the legal proceedings I think that her statement from a PR perspective like a communications professional perspective I think her statement did as much damage control as she's gonna get until it's time for the ruling. Um, And if in fact, you know, she is found not guilty and a lot of these larger claims that are hurting her business and her image are um, found to be, you know, untrue, I think she has every right to to file a countersuit. Because this has hurt her ability to work. It's definitely gonna hit her public persona for years to come. Um, and then she also has her shapewear brand, which as a somebody who's purchased things from Yiddy is like a, a quality products. Um, and I'm sure that this is really hurting 
their mm. bottom line. So again, everybody on both sides, do what you got to do. And I will be very, very interested to see how this plays out in court. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's all I, that's all I was thinking. I'm very interested to see how all of this, what is actually true at the end of all of this, because like I should say, something ain't right. It really don't make sense. Yeah. Like some of it does not make any sense. And it's just like, what? It's weird. Who's who's actually telling the truth? Or is it everyone is leaving little bits and pieces out? Like, is that what it is? Like, what is it? So hopefully this is over sooner rather than later. Because frankly, I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> but Same. Like, it's just like, they just keep saying, they just keep saying things. Like you're just saying stuff. I just, feel, I just feel like like the story like I for me personally I I understand that sometimes details are fuzzy after a, a minute of time I understand that but for me it's like okay how did the night progress and how was it communicated to you all to where how to we, where we got to to this piece you know what I'm saying I just and I'm pretty sure I need to read up on it a little bit more I've been trying to not ignore it, but I've just one work has been kicking my butt but like there's a lot of stuff on the internet right now just a lot yeah. of stuff a lot of stories um and you know if i'm being honest like i am very like hurt about the information and so sometimes i don't really want to read about it but i do need to take some time and just read okay like how did you all get to that moment and how like how did we get here you know yeah. what i'm saying i want to know how we got to where we are now you know and some of the allegations being thrown around i i know for a fact that sometimes things can be once a certain way and then once you're really in it it's a whole different thing mm-hmm. um i completely understand that and sometimes it feels hard to explain and i completely understand that um yeah and and that's on both ends just it's gonna be interesting to say the least but yeah we will keep an eye on things um moving on to um some happier news or yeah let's talk about the happier news first because then we got one more curveball which (laughs) it's sad for other folks not for me um so we want to extend a huge uh, congratulations to shikari richardson shikari has secured a gold medal i think it's the first for the u.s in a a very long time for a woman's 100 meter race winning against um, two very prominent runners who have been dominating the game um, for Jamaica, as they always do. Shout out to any Jamaicans who listen to the podcast. Much love, much respect. Um, But uh, this marks a really big return for Shikari in her career after the scandal with her being disqualified from the Olympics um, for having marijuana in her system after finding out about the passing of her mother. And yeah, just, you know, Black girls for the win. Period. Period. And I always, I felt really bad for her. I feel like people gave her a really bad rap. Um, and I feel like the black community did not protect her as we should have. Definitely didn't. In certain cases. And like, I just, you know, we could have definitely done a lot better um, with protecting her as one of our own. But she came out on top. And yeah, just super duper proud of her. You know, black girls, again, black girls were winning that day on all fronts. On all, yeah, definitely. And I'm like, I just, I loved her attitude about it too. She was like, I'm not talking to none of these white reporters. 
only the black people like you, you got to think about who was really like pushing that story yeah. when it happened like yes yeah. we were not helpful in the comment yeah. sections on the facebook articles and whatnot however they dragged her like no like you would have thought she was in the bathroom like doing lines or something before right. the, like she the, the weed was not helping her run <laughs> like, I, I don't think <laughs> but you know i feel like people didn't like her and like across racial lines a lot of people did not like shikari when she was yes. winning because i don't think track and field is like a sport that people associate spectacle with and so the fact that she is a little bit more performative in her athletics which i certainly don't mind like i'm not even gonna hold you no shade to the track athletes I wasn't giving a damn about track before Shakari stepped on the scene because she makes it interesting. She makes it fun. Um, love the hair, love the nails. And, and it's, just, you know, she, first, if you're not interested in the sport, she gives you something to be yeah. interested in. Yeah, in a very does. similar way that, like, Venus and Serena, like, as somebody who did not care about tennis, as soon as Venus stops playing and Naomi stops playing, we'll probably stop caring about tennis. Um, you know, yeah. somebody who you both look like and who has like a similar experience, life experience to you and who also, um, has a little bit more of a public persona, like they make you excited about the sport. And I just don't think that people liked the way in which she went about it. Very similar to Serena when she started winning or when mm -hmm. Venus told the reporters, she said something that I play every now and then when I'm feeling bad about myself, where she was like, they were like, how do you deal with hate from the media? And she said, I know that everybody who's writing something about me will never hold a candle to me and they will never play as well as I am. And so that's how I deal with hate from the media. So Shakara gives me that energy and I'm here for it. And I, and I feel like she like she gives me like a Flojo vibe to where she yeah. has the nails yeah. and the hair. I feel like it's very like Flojo reincarnated. Um, which I love, which is amazing. Um, and, you know, I think, like, people really don't, like, how, love how, honestly, how how bold and Black she is. I was just about to say that. Pe people are not ready, or not even ready. People are just anti-Black at the end of the day. Yeah. Point so, you know, Shikari, keep doing what you're doing, girl. You are, you know, number one, you know, the only one. Don't even waste your time trying to compete with her, except if you're Shelly Ann and uh, yeah, Shelly Ann, only one that can compete. You know, and the other, you know, <laughs> Shelly Ann. Let me tell you something about Shelly Ann. She also did y'all see that video of her at her um baby's track and field day or like the parents' oh, day? Yeah. I screw. You know how sick I would be, <laughs> Shelly. We having a mom's race. What? With who? I'm, not, I'm not racing her. No, she you has to sit out. <laughs> so she was like, I wasn't even supposed to run. She said, but whoever else was supposed to show up ain't show up. So I had to step up for my baby. And I said, you know what, girl, that's right. Don't let them hold you back just because you an Olympian and they not. Y'all said it's a parent race. I'm a parent. I'm a parent. Right. I mean, will I be dropping out? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Most definitely. Now, and you in the back of the car, don't say nothing to me. I will get you McDonald's on the way home, but don't say anything to me. No, because I'm going to be mad at the baby. Why would you Why would you have to be in the class with her child? Like, why would you volunteer me to do this knowing her mom isn't going to come? 
<laughs> I'm having a chat with my kids. So you telling me Shelly ain't you had me sign up for this parent race against an Olympian? Who do you like, think I am? It's like in my child's school, Blue Ivy, and they're like, oh, the parents are having like a talent show. Beyonce signed up. <laughs> I'm not signing Beyonce, up. Me and your radius daddy going against Beyonce and JC. What the hell? Take me off this list now. <laughs> okay. I can't come up here and sing one of this bitch's songs. She still wins because I sang her song. Right. Right. And she and me, what if I do like a little motherfucker hoo hoop or some shit? People be like, that's cute. Where's Beyonce? Listen. I'm gonna look at your dad like, so do you blow fire? Do you lay golden eggs? Because we gotta we gotta come up with something. Exactly. You even have the best hey. magicians, uh motherfucking about to pull a Chris Angel in this bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I also loved their interaction at the end of the race where she was like, This is amazing. Do you know how long it's been since the US has won a medal? Shakari said, Because of you, girl. <laughs> this is your fault. So you <laughs> to be reckoned with. Like, come on. And I think there was some sort of like. I don't want to say beef. I feel like that's a strong word, but there was some tension, I think, between the three racers. So I just love to see them taking pictures and getting along. Um, so it was I just really great to see. I think in the beginning, honestly, Chicago was just trying to like, she probably just had her wall up. You know, people yeah. were talking crazy about her. I just think she had a wall up, but I'm I'm glad that now she's understanding that like, who's really here for her and who's not. I'm pretty sure they had like a heart to heart, like, girl, we want you to win. You know, we're just, yeah. we're all trying to be our best. We want you to be your best. When she lost the it, some of the previous races, when she made her return, it was only Black American and Jamaican media who was interviewing her, and so those are the people she spoke with this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think she was—I think she was misinterpreting like overzealous fans as like, "Oh, this country is against me; these yeah. these athletes are against me." And it's like it's not that girl. It's just everybody has a pocket of crazies in every community, and you—you exactly. you know, it just comes with the territory. Right. And also in these situations, like you can't, ex- people can't expect, I just lost a big race. You can't expect me to be like, let me go, you know, extra sportsman-like conduct and go take pictures yeah. with a bitch who just beat me. Like, no, I'm angry. Like, I don't well, want to go take pictures with these people. I know. Like, yeah, I have some time by myself to just yeah. process. And so I think some of that people also take like, oh, she, th- I'm, would you be happy if you lost to me? No. Like, let let her be you all ruin friendships over spades so i know y'all would not exactly one bad uno game and that's it as somebody who just learned how to play spades like i'm glad i have the skill set now but i will never i will never sit at the table it's okay because like my my brother-in-law and my mom were teaching me how to play and like I picked it up pretty spaces simple enough game. So I picked it up pretty quick. And then as soon as I start winning, oh, you swindled us. You was grifting us. Blah blah blah. What? It's too <laughs> Excuse me? It's too many. It I don't know. The politics just pop up out of nowhere with that game. And I don't like it. Why are we getting so angry? People Especially if we're not playing for money. Even if we was, you knew it was a possibility. It wasn't a guarantee that you was going to win. And spades is not a game of, like, just skill. There is some luck involved. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need you, like, is there skill involved? Sure. Yeah. 
two like barely okay. like it's, did you get good cards yes no correct okay and then. i am also very good on picking up on like I see, and you know, this is how rusty I am, because I can't even remember what the term is called, but whatever it is, when you be like, oh, I got this or whatever, and I lied about oh, whatever. Like your face? Yeah, it, but it's a specific term of like how you Renigging? Yes, thank you. Mm. Um, And so like, I was picking up on it, and I was like, you're like, you're bullshitting. And anyway, so yeah. Shout out to Shikari. I don't know how we started talking about spades. Let's move on. Um, the random episode. Um, we're also going to give another congratulations and um, give some flowers that are very well deserved to one Miss Victoria Monet. Um, so we are recording on August 24th. But by the time this episode comes out, Victoria's latest album, Jaguar Park two will have been released um so we are very excited to listen to that um make sure you guys listen to it since by the time this episode is out it's available definitely check it out for our spotify listeners we'll probably pull a couple tracks and put it on um one of our playlists um but um for now we have all seen or at least i hope we have all seen the on my mama music video and it is something to behold so good. Thank you for bringing like the core, the choreograph music video to our screens. That Sean Bankhead. Oh my God, Victoria get Monet. that man an award now, immediately. He bring choreographers back. Bring real performers back. Like, does VH1 have the best best choreographer uh, of music videos category? If not, I that is the VMA. The VMAs might. The VMAs? They might. They might. Somebody does. Maybe. Yeah, because I know that one girl, uh, Paris, has won something like in that regard. Um, so I think maybe like the artist still goes up to accept it, but but either way, choreography, not even aside, but, but like even with the choreography, like I think that this is absolutely a contender for video of the year because just the attention to DK the de- attention to detail and also like a lot of the nods that were given to Sierra like Sierra really was the girl of that era so yeah. I just really appreciated the fact that like we were very situated in the crunk era and it was like a, a very tasteful homage to the era and also Sierra and what she did for dance and for music at the time we used to give Sierra a hard time, y'all, girl. We did. We all thought that she was not going to have the career that she had. And she proved a lot of y'all wrong. She did. Yeah, I'm going to give you a smooth y'all because I was obsessed. So yeah, I, I love this. Oh, we all were. But I think people thought that Sierra was going to be like a blip on the radar because yeah. she didn't. It was definitely like at the time, power vocals were the thing. So we were not in this era of like the softer voices like and then everybody it was always the Aaliyah accusations of like she's trying to be oh, true um but Sierra's been great and she's got a strong pen game like she started off as a writer and not a lot of people know that I um, know that. yeah she did um I cannot remember but she was writing for like some of the other girlies of the era before her first album dropped and like that's how she got super cool with Missy Elliott because they were mm, working together. that makes sense Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Oh, she can dance." 
fit your career, right? Which honestly gives maybe that's why Victoria Monet did an homage to Sierra because that is literally how Victoria Monet mm-hmm. got her start as a songwriter. But oh, she actually is a wonderful dancer and a great singer. She is she ate y'all up. And I will say this: quite as it's kept, I think overall she's probably a better artist all around than the people that she has written music for. I agree. I will actually stand ten toes on that. Maybe vocally on a certain range a certain person could probably say that they're a better singer than her but when it comes to the all-around artistry I think she's taking the cake on that one I think we are thinking about the same person and if you don't live under a rock you know exactly who we're talking about and I like this person I like their music quite a bit but I was watching an interview that Victoria gave about the video. And I was thinking about this particular person and I know that they're close friends. I don't want to throw shade, but I was just like, there's a lot of the Victoria's essence. I see a lot of that person in the early career and mm-hmm. by no fault of, we'll just say a child by no fault of Ariana Grande I don't think that Victoria got the credit for the influence that she had on yeah. Ariana's music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say that's necessarily Ariana's fault, but her fandom gives Ariana a lot for that era of her music. And that's got Victoria's stamp all over it. And so I just yeah. want them to show Jaguar to the love that they should have shown Jaguar if they claim that they love this sound and this artistry from ariana so much because it is very large in part victoria as well and i will say i know that they are very close in terms of even they have a good friendship so i'm sure she would never say in public like i'm the reason oh yeah or i'm the persona and the reason y'all like ariana grande even if it is true right i don't think she would ever say that publicly just out of respect for her friend um but i agree with you dana i think that a lot of her um which makes us love Ariana Grande, you know, and gives her her spice. People always talking about, oh, oh she low-key a black girl da, 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 during that whole era. Which I always was like, y'all need to kind of zip it on that one. Don't do too much. But now that I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, that probably was Victoria Monet's yeah. creative vision. And I think at some point, Victoria Monet was like, you know what? I'm giving this person who I care about but I'm giving her so much of basically me and I'm that it's time for me to step out of that space and actually do it for myself yeah that she should I think they know what it is between the two of them and again I like Ariana Ponytail puts out music I'm listening she's good the music is good She's good. She's got great vocals. She hasn't put out a bad album yet. I will never take that away from Ariana Grande. Um, but, you know, as a fan of her music, I know. And, like, I was, I'm not going to say I was introduced to Victoria Monet through Ariana Grande. Because that doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't sound right to me. But, like, I was maybe reintroduced or, like, was even more invested in Victoria's music when I found out how much of an influence she had on Ariana's project. And I was like, let me really go dig into her project. And then she gave us Jaguar over the pandemic, which that album was feeding me 2020. That honestly, Jaguar got me through the pandemic. Yes. 
I saw somebody too. say that one, and um, I think uh, you guys know Henny on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they said it was uh, Jaguar and um, oh gosh, Ungodly Hour, which absolutely yeah. true. Ungodly Hour was another one that did not get the respect it deserved. For me, it definitely was Ungodly Hour, Jaguar, and then Kitchenana's Bubba. Yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Bubba was that. Great. And that came out close to like my 25th birthday. Well, no, no, no. It came out the beginning of 2020. So like right before the pandemic happened. But like it like it carried me through the pandemic. Carried it's so crazy because that definitely did come out 2020. I don't know why I felt like it came out after, but that was 2020. Probably because I've been bumping it so much still that like, yeah. Well, Victoria, girl, we are so excited to see what this project is like. I know the music is going to be good. I know it's going to be good. So ready. I can't wait. I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to live. I hope she goes on tour. I absolutely want tickets. I will be there with bells on, girl. If you could just wait until after the holidays, I would greatly appreciate it. Because Beyonce has drained my pockets. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to relocate back to the notable north. And, um... If everybody could just calm down a little bit, that would be great. Right. Um, Janelle is also on tour. I'm just like, oh, I miss it. I'm sorry, Janelle. I really wanted to be there. I did boo, but I, 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 I got to all wait until literally the same time. Wow. Thank you. The rest of these years is open. The rest of the years is open. Chloe, too, talking about I'm going on the In Pieces tour. You sure you don't want to open for the Renaissance tour? <laughs> Why? When I tell you, I would have got my whole life. Chloe's, I thought that was gonna happen. I did too. Y'all did too much on Chloe's album. It was really good. And off of the singles alone, a lot of the singles didn't make it to the album, which I, I think was fine. Um, but the singles she was dropping leading up to the album, um, like Treat Me, that song should have been a number one. Because who treats me well? <laughs> I do. Um... So yeah, um, last but certainly not least, um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, everybody's uh, favorite new mom on TikTok, um, a young lady by Morgan, or a young lady by the name of Morgan, is somebody who you may have uh, come across lately, um, as she has been on TikTok with her daughter, um, talking about <laughs> just, I don't even know what to call it, like, so you know her from the line, probably random man in Atlanta. And I think her rise to fame kind of just talked about or came from her talking about on a random video how it was a bazillion degrees outside, which it is, and how she is taking care of some random man in Atlanta's child. So just, you know, wrap it up, ladies, which I feel like was a powerful message to, to share. Me, and, and to me, it was really the reality of the, like, I have literally three bags and it's 108 degrees have an, also have a child on my arm and I'm doing this by myself by myself it was it was just very it was very very real it was very like hey girls I don't think you want this so if we can all just yes, or don't. those who could relate as well as those who were like whoo thanks for the reminder girl um <laughs> We're all just very excited to see it. Um, since then, she's made more videos, all in a really playful and endearing tone, um, being very intentional not to expose who the father of her child was. Um, but of course, because y'all in these internet streets are nosy and because niggas love clout, the man has come to light. 
and we've learned more details about both Morgan, their situation, and who this guy is. Um, a couple of things to kind of note, Morgan is 21, this guy is, uh, I believe, 30. Well, she was 21 at the time when they, when I think they, like, or, started. Yes. Mm-hmm. started the relationship. Thank you, Asha. Um, so he was, she was 21, he was 30, so there's about a nine-year age gap there. In addition to that, he has, I think, five other baby mothers prior to six. Morgan. Well, six. Okay. six. Yes, I think it's six, including her. So yeah, five. Oh, okay. You just so said she's five. number seven. So oh, okay. Oh, never yeah. mind. Six others then. Never mind. Right. So we'll say approximately six baby <laughs> moms uh, prior to Morgan. Um, all of whom, uh, or not all of whom, some of whom have come to the internet with very similar stories and circumstances um, to the one Morgan outlined in her um, kind of retelling of the relationship. And I mean, I mean, what is there to share about what she said? You can definitely go look it up on her page, but it's the same old story that we all know or that a lot of women know where she thought that their relationship was going to be different. He was selling her all the things that she wanted to hear. They moved in together. She was cooking for him, cleaning for him, um, and kind of thought that she, you know, had the quote unquote wifey material that he was looking for, for to make things different. And it didn't work out that way. The internet has been ablaze with opinions and thoughts on her, the situation, him. So yeah, let's let's unpack it amongst the three of us. These mm. these videos that you guys listen to every every other week, you know, shade D Mark Twelve. Um <laughs> what do y'all think about it? I certainly have feelings. Now I will I will say this though, ladies, to give grace to Morgan, she would let's let let's take a trip to twenty one, shall we? Okay, now before before we go there, because I'm I'm with you on this journey, I just have to before we get into the grace, I have to say, was when I saw what this man looked like, would this have been the man that got me to be baby number six slash seven? No, even at twenty one, no, absolutely not. I gotta, I gotta, I just have to put that on the table before we. I was waiting for somebody to say it. I just had to talk it out there. I had to toss it out there. Asha, continue. Okay, so so here is where I'm like, I hear all of that. And yes, agree. Someone needs to do a study of the aggressive, ugly nigga pipeline. Someone has to do a study because this is a thing that happens a lot more than I think we realize is somebody sent me a copy because I had I'm aggressively, lost aggressively aggressive ugly niggas who are aggressive but at the same time ugly because they they're aggressive because they're ugly and they you know so so here's the thing with Morgan right sis I am side eyeing you because that man does look like the creature from the like from it's from, giving you know, bubble bass from the lagoon right it's giving where are my pickles that's what it's giving it is it's giving hash slinging slasher yes there's a lot of spongebob references in this episode the, it, it it that is what it's giving that it that it that is what it's giving no doubt about it okay and morgan is a very cute girl like she, she and the, is and the other very pretty. other baby moms including the white one, very attractive young ladies. So yeah, just ease up on the filler, but yeah. So what? 
the the white girl just eat just just ease up a little just a taste <laughs> just ease up a little bit right i said Whoa. slow down right. I, didn't see, I didn't see her video so i'm just laughing because i can only imagine what she looked like you just gotta let you just gotta let some of it dissolve before you put more in there uh, like yeah i said girl it's going real fast <laughs> That's the first thing I saw. I said, "Whoa, woo, okay." Ooh. Lip fillers, all right. Is this the rat's filter? No, okay. That's her Very face. much the mm-hmm. the Chloe Bratz doll. That was the study she was going for. But yowza. Anyways, <laughs> yowza. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you if you look at her, it's very much yowza. Wow. <laughs> G Willikers. Screaming. Jinkies. You know what? I'm logging off. Which is really what I said when I saw him. Jinkies. Like, woo. God damn. Remember, and this shit used to scare me. He looks like that one ghost character from Spongebob. They used to go like this. He was like a ghost, but he had like green eyes and he had the mouth. I was like, I'm going to pull up a picture. Please do. You talking about the dirty bubble? <laughs> I'm. I think we should just end it here. I think this is the end of the episode because why would you say that? Like. Oh my god, my chest. <laughs> Why? But you Why? I'm gonna show you who he looks like. If somebody ever said I look like the dirty bubble. I will simply pass away because there's no coming back from that. Okay, okay, so okay, so so him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's sad because it's accurate. Yeah. So he was like, "Why do y'all look like easily drawable cartoon characters?" That's unfortunate. Cartoon villains. Cartoon villains. villains. That's even worse. I know there are some days I look like number five, and that's and that's an easily drawn character. So I don't know. First of all, number five is I don't think that's easy. Like it's gonna take you at least fifteen minutes to get a good rendition. My girl is goaded, but like sometimes like people be drawing her quite by freehand. So I the artist, yeah, but like that I you know I can't draw. I can draw that motherfucker. Right. Um, but I'm saying this all to say like yes, Morgan girl. Your, but she even said she if you listen to one of her videos she said that she was not attracted to him at first if anything she was kind of scared of him so I want to do a study on the aggressive ugly nigga to baby daddy pipeline when I tell well, you I will be in that class like this because I, don't because I, don't understand. I don't understand I, how we got from there to here walk with me here Walk with walk with me. I'm come on, I'm a whole change. I I need to see you all know one of my exes who was in choir, and people have told me, How were you with him? Now, granted, he looked a lot different, but I understand from I've seen this happen before, and so just walk with me here as to how I feel like this. Okay, we listen. Okay, mind you, You my attention. She was 21 years old, right? Mm-hmm. 
She mm-hmm. said that she lived on one floor, he lived on another. So he, she would always see him. He would always see her. They'd always, and people, mm-hmm. where they are, people are always, like, in jealous places. They live in, like, a college town, I think, or, like, you know, college city. So, like, they were always probably at the same parties, at the same functions, around each other. He, when she was in her car, something, he'd always come out to see her. Now, let me tell you what ugly niggas do. Particularly, they never, ugly niggas who bag, like, baddies, they never bag them at, like, the club or, like, a one-off event. They never do. The way that they get you is that if they are in close proximity to you on a daily basis, they wear you down with their, um, just their accessibility to you, and they're, and they're constantly seeing you, and they're, like, talking to you. Sometimes, like, they could be funny, or they could be I don't want to give y'all charming. That's a lot to give y'all. But they give, like, sometimes they're funny. They're nice to you at certain points. They buy, like, oh, I know you really like Chipotle. I got you Chipotle. Or, like, oh, yeah, I know. I see that you really like. Oh, I'll take that up to your house for you. No problem. And so. All right, y'all take a note. Little by little, chip by chip, you start to have a little warm spot in, like, your heart for them. It's a little warm spot because they're nice to you initially because you know why they have to be right but they're also always around you you can't get that nigga out your peripheral view no matter how hard you try no matter how many times you're like oh no i'm good da, 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 or depending on a date no after the 30th time of him asking to take you on a date you're like and these are the famous last words what could go wrong everyone's like well you know he's nice to me and maybe I can learn to be attracted to him and he does all you know he does this he does that that is how they get you and to my girls who who this has happened to you know that you can find yourself six months later talking about some how the fuck did I end up in a relationship with this ugly ass nigga they have three things they have easy and close access to you meaning you all are in similar clubs, organizations, you live near each other, you know, that is how they get you, right? That's how they meet you and how they, mm-hmm. if they're constantly in your life, let's say that you're, you're, they're your brother's friends, your roommates, friend, boyfriend's friend, whatever, mm-hmm. they see you on a daily basis. Two, they act nice and buy you things. And three, there is a power dynamic fear of if I say no to this man a few more times, I'm going to get uncomfortable around him. So let me just appease him, go on this one date or whatever. And, you know, and again, mix that all in your 21. So your front, your frontal lobe isn't even fully processed yet. You probably, he's probably telling you all kinds of things. Like he's a drug dealer. He, oh, these one offs, you know, let me get you this, let me get you that. You start to gaslight yourself into thinking, like, I can learn to be attracted to him, and da 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 da. Like, I could really do it, da 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 da. And let me tell you what happens after three to six months. They flip on you. The first three months that y'all are actually like dating, dating, everything's still cool. They're like, I don't know how I ended up with somebody as beautiful as you. Oh my gosh, I'm just so lucky. You're amazing, da da da. Come month three to month six, they start turning. And acting like they the shit. And by the time you know it, and I think what happened to Morgan is basically what it sounded like, 
she was trapped because she got pregnant at 22. So we don't know between 21 and 22 how many months that was that he actually trapped her. Now, he and people like, oh, well, he had all the baby daddies. He did not tell her. He's a deadbeat. Deadbeats do not let their girlfriends know initially that they are deadbeats. He's a deadbeat. There's no, for him, there's no responsibility to contact his kids, to contact his baby mom. So, and if you're not living together initially, you don't know what that man's doing outside the time that you spend together. He can be with his kids, doing whatever, da 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 So yeah, he can hide being a dad of five to you. Now, granted, I would do a little bit more research, but you Okay, know. now see, I was going to let you finish, but I was like, now this is the point where I was like, all right, now flag on the play. Because y'all know over here, I come from a long line of Inspector Gadgets. So I'm saying I would have done more research, right? I would have also, also people, let a, let somebody talk for long enough, the truth will come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to be very t- strategic about questions that you're asking and the truth will come out. Hearing him speak, he's not a mastermind by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. It would have come out that he had baby daddies if you really were to ask him. But I think she got caught up in the whole, you know, my, you know, my nigga's a drug dealer. You know, he's slinging that work. Da 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 da. Like, and this is also why. We, actually, matter of fact, let's do that right now. Let me tell you something about a healthy dose of fear in your life. <laughs> because what I'm not doing is going to the state pen. Okay. So not I'm not, and this is not even coming from a place of judgment. Like, do what you got to do. What does that one girl say? Uh, legality is a social construct. And that is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Do what you have to do. But me? I don't want to be. I don't want no parts of I can't, me. I can't, hand, I can't help. And like, don't be looking at me to be like, oh, Dana, some shit is going down. You got to bribe me. I'm not doing shit. Fenty Beauty, they don't make it in prison. In my bunny slippers? In. I'm not gonna make it. I got my fuzzy robe on. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna make have it. Have you ever seen me try to jump rope? I don't know if they do, but I have a feeling that they don't have oat milk chai lattes. They don't have shite in there. <laughs> the Glock, the Glock, I got astigmatism. No. Like, now I get, Asha, you did a wonderful job painting the picture. You know, you did. But about halfway through, I was like, wouldn't, wouldn't and couldn't be me. And the thing is, just, it wouldn't and couldn't be us. But again, we have to understand that also, like, there's certain things in life that you go through that trigger you. This is true. That's true. And so there's certain things that she may have not have either not gone through or gone through that got her where she is today. Now let us not, and we're like, oh, why would she da 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 da? She's still not the baby daddy with five kids. She's still not him. Like that man has to atone for that. And for that, a thousand percent agree. Yeah, this is your L. You got to take that to the chin. Yeah, and she, and she did. Like she acknowledged where she fell short, where she was silly, all of that. Um, but I guess because she has done that, which I don't think she publicly needed to needed to do, like I still would have got a chuckle out of her videos, whether she gave us this information or not. Um, but like, I guess she already did that. So when people are, are now online talking about like, oh, we have to hold her accountable. Accountable for what? Like she's right. not, not taking care of her daughter. She's right. doing exactly what she 
needs to do. Like, I don't know that girl. Like, she don't owe me nothing. And also, and I and I know we say like couldn't be me, couldn't be me. And like I agree, but sometimes you don't know till you win that thing and it is too late. I'm gonna just be very honest with y'all. Like, we don't know. We don't know. We we have a, a discernment, like, yes, obviously, like trust me when I say could not be me, but at the same time, it's like there's certain things that I definitely went through to where I'm like, you know what? I was in something not as bad, but similar. And I'm gonna be very, very honest with that scenario. I have never, ever met a woman who said, oh, at first I wasn't attracted to him. And then he kind of wore me down. And now we live happily ever, ever, ever after. I have never heard it. I've only heard the opposite because them ugly niggas will turn on you and act like they're the shit because they're with you after a while. Do not date niggas you are not initially attracted to. Because they will have you out here looking crazy and looking stupid. Because there are red flags there for sure. And no matter how much you think that they have changed or no matter how much they tell you, oh, well, you know, I'm making this move and that move and da 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 Do not. Do not date somebody you are not attracted to. Take it from me. I learned a very small lesson. I'm here. I learned a very minute lesson so I can be here to tell you the tale. Also, note on that, do-do-do-do. Leah is so irate about you wanting to use protection. You need to put on your pants and zoom out of there. Hurry out. Zoom, 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 zoom. Because niggas niggas will impregnate several women and be like, oops. You know, let's flag that as a topic of conversation for an upcoming episode. Because I know a lot of you girlies are going back to school. A lot of y'all are running back to college for our younger listeners. And I just think, you know, the aunties, your cousins really need to to school y'all on some things about sex and sexual health, especially mm-hmm. in college. Um, both good and bad, because I think we've talked about that before, but just it never hurts for a reminder. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm up, in agreement. Soon, uh, college sex ed. <laughs> Everybody. That's the, that's the... Everybody tune in, boys and girls. <laughs> no, for real. A very special episode of Black Girl Roundtable. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Like we fucking family matters. Um, yes, speakers and all. I just feel like, um, yeah, like I, I 100% agree with everything you said. And again, not too much on Morgan. I think, like Asha just said, you know, it's a lesson that people learn at different rates, at different magnitudes, all that. Um, but I think the smoke should 100%, like you said, Asha, be directed towards this man. Mm-hmm. I'm really not feeling the energy that's being directed towards Morgan online. Like, oh, like, you should have known, blah, 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 et cetera. Like, yeah, there are some points in there where it's like, you dropped the ball, but also like, she said that she dropped the ball and she doesn't have to explain to you. Right. Right. But again, he was 30. He knows what the fuck he was doing. He's done this. Correct. Before. Very uh, predatory. Intentionally leaving out all these other children and women. Yeah. Very predatory. Major side eye to you, sir. Correct. Um, we are running long per usual morgan girl we wish you the best of luck and i continue to look forward to your random you man are, in atlanta you are videos. funny i'll give you yep. that too you're hilarious honey and get the bag because if he won't pay these bills for this baby 
a cute little social media career will certainly help supplement daycare or something. So that is that. We are going to take a quick break and be back with something you need to hear. What is up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back to it. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you are streaming so you never miss an update. And it helps us out to make more episodes just like this one. Let's get back into it. Alrighty, we are back with something y'all need to hear. And we are talking about the wrap up of the 50th anniversary of hip hop. I feel like we've heard it a lot throughout, you know, the last six months, really throughout the last year, celebrating um, the amazing phenomenon, the cultural reset um, that is hip hop. Um, and so we are going to get into kind of just wrap it up, right? Because I think we've, in the past year, we've heard a lot about <laughs> the 50th year, right? So just to wrap it up on our end, we are going to do our top 10 hip-hop eras. So this could be a performance, um, an album that like kind of like shook hip-hop. It could be a occurrence that happened. It could be like a beef that went on for a long time. Um, just things like that. What are, what are our favorite hip-hop moments? Okay. So I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball at us here and I'm going to give love to an era of hip hop that I feel like is very near and dear to us in our age range, but I do not think gets the respect it deserves. And that is the Jerkin era. I knew you were saying that. that genre of music. I like that kind of like electric blue skinny jeans and the new boys and the OMG girls and just that era. I don't know why it gets such a like, and, and I guess Soldier Boy would be a part of that like pocket of hip hop too. Mm-hmm. But I think it just gets such a bad reputation. And were we doing the absolute most? Absolutely. But I think it was just very like, to me, it was like a perfect culmination of like, the music genre has been here for a long time and now like let's experiment let's do something different Mm -hmm. let's like let's stop taking ourselves so seriously and like have some fun these are the kids who have literally grown up with the music um and now we want to do something new with it and take it in another direction and i think it it directly relates into what the music is doing today Mm -hmm. and why kind of the more like hardcore artists are willing to experiment a little bit more um so I just think it deserves a little bit more love um and the clothes were a moment like if you didn't have one of them big ass bows I don't know what you were doing no that's a fact and I was gonna say yours kind of like segues into mine because I was gonna give soldier boy his flowers none of this tiktok whatever going viral would be a thing without that man I'm sorry he was the first like and if you knew me back in 2007 I was a soldier boy stan if you played that first album, I guarantee you to this day, I know every single every word. word. And I will say, like, that <laughs> we just had fun that era. Like, hip hop, it was, it was a lot fun. Of- we learned in fifth oh. choreography for no reason. Right. If you made a crank that blank, I bet you I knew exactly. how to do it. Exactly. I never cranked that whatever the fuck 
you know, when Batman, Spider-Man, 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 <laughs> I know how to crank that, yeah. And then also, you a jerk. I You a jerk. Cat daddy. Heel toes, stanky legs. Cat daddy, stanky legs. Yes, all of these things would not be a thing without the man, the myth, the legend, soldier boy. Bird walk, remember that? What we do and that was like the e- forget for you know what first of all pause right there let we let meek mill take over for the philadelphia eagles but bird walk was definitely the eagle song for a long mm-hmm. time it let's not was. forget that. y'all don't know y'all traded up when dreams and nightmares came out and i would never forgive y'all for that y'all don't know nothing about that that's funny uh, okay next Listen. <laughs> Okay, one of my favorite, we're going to go like a few years after that, which I think was one of mine. And something that I honestly, at the time, just because of how I was raised, did not appreciate until I got older and was like, and started listening to this group's music separately and then kind of came, went backwards. And that is Odd Future. Yeah. I had to realize that all my baby daddies were in Odd Future. And I was like, now, wait a minute. I might be an All Future fan. And then I went back and listened to more of All Future. Like, when they first originated, it was like, this is actually pretty good. I think for me, I first my first exposure to All Future was Tyler, the creator. And that whole, just like the whole, his whole dark persona in first, I was like, ooh, I don't know about all that. But... I had to go back and listen to because you know I loved Frank Ocean. That's like my first odd future exposure mm-hmm. to what I really like. I've loved since like Nostalgia Ultra, loved Frank Ocean. Um, but yeah, but all future has some like me bangers. Ed Earl sweatshirts, Sid from the internet and the internet. Vince Staples. I'm forgetting. It was greatness, and y'all really tried to. No, I think like, that's pretty much everybody. Everybody. I. The I loved Odd Future. Like I had the the merch with the donuts, and I watched Loiter Squad, and just he not in the group no more. They had to kick him out because he was punching bitches in the face. But like Haji Beats, I was really in love with him. I just I was all about Odd Future. Um, and just I think it's so interesting to see the evolution. Um for all of his faults and he's definitely had his moments, but like, I don't think people gave Tyler the credit for how brilliant he was. And again, it's just an era where it was like a little bit more raunchy shore, but again, we were just kind of having fun and Mm -hmm. like really letting music just be expressing whatever the fuck we felt that day. Like the way I used to scream, bitch suck dick. That was my shit. Like I currently still own my goblin album it is in my closet right now yeah i will never give it again i it, like you said it was just an i don't know i i could get past the you know demonic because if you actually listened to it they right. wouldn't talk about nothing no <laughs> like, they were not it was literally of, teenage like, angst in a yeah. <laughs> we we get a lot of flack rightfully so but like if you were a suburban black kid in that time period Again, the, a lot of the heat that we get totally deserved. Oh, yeah. And I, and I take it on the chin. But Odd Future was definitely speaking to that 
demographic very well mm-hmm. um especially when you're like you're adjacent to a lot of like the 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 white alternative rock emo screamo music and you like mm-hmm. it and because I Paramore Fallout Boy Green Day I'm I'm, I'm front row mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like being able to have that incorporated with the music that we like and some of those kind of more like extreme and like harsher emotions um, through people that were closer to our age was just really nice uh, Childish Gambino a lot of y'all forget that, that first was a album part of that great album be. <laughs> I went to go see him at the um, Electric Factory. Um, I think Heartbeat was on that album, right? Yes. I wanted mm-hmm. you to know that I am ready to go. Heartbeat, heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. So that that whole little like pocket of folks, and I think that was a direct derivative or like a like a like a sister sibling almost to like the jerk era like it was yeah. still we were just yeah. we were just doing shit. it was like a whole counter culture too like in and yeah. of itself and being the weird black kid like it was like you finally mm-hmm. even though they weren't you like you, you didn't know them but it was like i found my people like the yeah the people yeah. who listen to this who actually get it this is it, into like, it especially if you were heavy on tumblr at the time yeah like, it was yeah. all a thing oh my gosh. yeah it, <laughs> it was, was just all a part all a thing. of it all went together experience yes oh, what a childhood when i think about it like those like sweet like the tumblr era and all of that like between middle school and high school like that just time for hip-hop it was just fun we were having fun it was a good time when Instagram literally was just about posting pictures, like not and that not images, pictures, <laughs> pictures, pictures of your everyday freaking life, doing any and everything. Look at this ice cream cone, huh. <laughs> like anything. <laughs> look at these. Look at this six pixel picture that I took. yes. Look at me and my friends taking pictures on my sidekick. Like, correct. Dumb. But when you would take pictures on your digital camera, like all, and you would post all like 170 of them yes. into an app no like on Facebook. Like, and call it like Tuesday. All separate posts. All separate posts. Like, the only edit was when you added hearts or something on them. Yep. Or if you got on, oh my gosh, picnic. Yes. <laughs> A couple stickers on there. Ooh, yeah, the little words. I always put Paramore shit on mine. <laughs> yes, add your little words, or you got to make a little collage. That's it. Listen, I know they're not about hip hop, but Paramore's Riot was full of quotes for me. Riot is a great. We, you know, we talked about No Skip albums, and we did not bring that album up, but that is absolutely. We'll go back to another No Skip album episode so we can kind of revamp our No Skip album episode because other because albums have come out to I feel like are No Skip albums. I agree. Yeah. So we need to probably revisit that episode. Yes. Um, Janina, I think it's your turn to give your. your oh, okay. I'm gonna go further back, not early back, later back to our college years. Okay. The okay. day that Nicki Minaj dropped, look at ass nigga. Oh Woo! my god. I know we talk about it a lot, but I will never forget the first time I ever heard that song. <laughs> what? What? Just look at y'all niggas. Nikki. <laughs> the only reason that song did not go like quadruple platinum is because men were 
angry. Mad. It went triple platinum in this household on this iPhone. Mm. Wow. I mean, I mean, and these are like to me what was so great about that song and that just that era was like these are the things that women at we all notice niggas do in the clubs or whatever. I'm like, that shit is lame as hell. And then when she put it to a truck, I said, exactly. Somebody else fit. It happened like, to you too. <laughs> like, talking about it's paid off, but it's finance lying ass nigga. Whoa. Ooh, it was when she hit the same cup in the hand ass nigga. We're done. Oh. We are finished. Oh. We're done. We're done. She said it. You did what needed to be done. And another shout out to Breeze. We give him a lot of love that he deserves on this show. He was the only DJ on campus that would play the song. I would play that song. Because the rest of because he would watch us all, all the ladies scream the lyrics at the top of our lungs. And the rest of y'all niggas and the rest of y'all fuck ass DJs wouldn't play it. Yep. Bitch, I'm me. On the wrist. Art on the wall. Fuck who see. Bitch. What is it? Ooh. And can we just, like, I just want to stay in that little Nikki spot real quick. Mm-hmm. When Itty Bitty Piggy came out. Yes. You know Itty Bitty Piggy by heart as a femme presenting person, a femme presenting black person, it's time you get on your Zoom. I don't know what you've been Go waiting ahead and for. Clock in. When I, my proudest moment as an auntie was, I think it was like two years ago, my nieces know all the words to that song. So I felt like I did my job. Like I could They're go being any day now right? because you know all the words to this song. They're being raised right. <laughs> You're doing what needs to be done. My, like, right, because they was like, we not losing all that song came out. I also just since we're staying on the Nikki Love train, it's a it's a little bit of a I don't think it's a deep cut, but like I know we know it. When the boss ass bitch remix came out, that's another one. Actually, when who the five out of bitches? Rule number one: be a boss ass bitch. Never let a clown nigga try to play you. If he play you, then rule number two. Fuck his best friend and make him and get a dick pic and then you press send. Then a red heart and send the kissy face and tell him that his friends love how your pussy tastes. That's it. That's it. Drop the mic. Now that's Drop the tea. I'm the school tea. And that's just because I am a boss bitch. Now macaroni trees and grill my swordfish. Bitch. Nicki Minaj in and of herself is a moment. Was just a moment. Yes. She, listen. From day one. Now, I, there are definitely artists that I feel like are more my fave than she is, but I will have to give her credit. Nobody else has ever made me change my hairstyle but Nicki Minaj. Because okay. I surely, did cut, I surely did cut them fucking bangs. Yep. Me too. Because Nicki had them damn bangs. And I have not gotten another celebrity-influenced haircut since. No, the woman. Ooh, except for actually one more, which I think is it my turn. Can I go into my next one? Mm-hmm. Wiz Khalifa. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted a Wiz Khalifa. Not, bitch. I had one. 
and my hair started falling out. So I had to dye it right back. <laughs> my dad was like, absolutely not. You're not, you are not dying the front of your hair like that. <laughs> I did it one summer. Mine wasn't blonde though. It was red. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. You know, my mom is game for everything, but then it started falling out and she was like, all right, bitch. <laughs> Enough of that. that. No more hair trends for you, girl. <laughs> uh, I think Wiz was just the, that, like, the resurgence of, like, the stoner hip-hop yeah. was such a... It wasn't necessarily, like, my favorite, but I remember it being so, like, prominent. Um, and, like, why was we all singing Black and Yellow about the fucking Steelers? Like, who cares? And no one get... Don't nobody care about them stealers, but I like that song. Guy. You know yeah. what, Pittsburgh? Y'all had a moment, and I hope you enjoyed it. Don't yeah, sure know if it's come back. <laughs> because it's never going to happen again. Yeah, don't know if it's going to come back, girls. So sorry. Ever. When I realized that, it's not Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh? You know, every city, I feel like every city has an era to where their city rapper gets really popping. Because, like, I mean, this was, again... And I, I'll kind of tra- transition into mine, but mm-hmm. to me, Nelly and uh, Kelly Rowland's, um, the, you know, that whole, no matter what I do, love it. I love you and give out. That was like when I first like really got into hip hop, and I think we were kids at the time, but like really getting into hip hop and really getting into like songs and ballads and things like that, mm-hmm. that to me was such a, a, a great, again, a fun, great era. Like that whole Nelly dirty south even though again nelly is from st louis to this day i can't tell you nothing about st louis that is him and bryson tiller random as like i would have never put bryson tiller being from st louis (laughs) right from missouri too like what's going on in missouri but um but yes like that whole like you know um this one's not called my boo because that's alicia keys and usher what's the dilemma Dilemma. Thank you. Um, I love the Dilemma era. I love every that freaking outfit. The fact that Kelly Rowland was literally texting through Excel, Microsoft Excel. Why are you not texting me back? Cause girl, you not texting. Cause you're not talking to nobody. <laughs> you talk to yourself. No, what they did. What no. they did was you were to as, as if you were sending a spreadsheet back and forth. You would write in like row one, send it to them through email. They would write in row two, send it back, and so on and so forth. That and, seems like a lot. That seems like a lot. We just page me, call me. That's a right. lot. Okay. Anything else? Mm-mm. Yeah, they had them, them Excel pages where they would just they would be sending spreadsheets back and forth. But um, yes, that to me was such a fun era. That hair that. Kelly won't have like she still had her cute little that like red, red streaked bob Ugh. and her outfits in that video. That whole, you know, I remember when I was like, I can't wait to be an adult so I can wear what Kelly Rowland wears. I just couldn't wait. Mine was my outfit was the I think it's actually the same outfit now that I'm thinking about it. The outfit that Beyonce had on when it was walking down the street and crazy in love. Well, I was that same and I was, jacket. <laughs> Just a little jacket. Put it in jackets. Like, <laughs> me and this jacket. As mm-hmm. soon as I turn eighteen, it's Yo, over. I'm glad it wasn't just me. 
No. And I wanted that exact one with the hat and everything yep. with them sleeves. I wanted that. Oh, and the God. girl in the Omarion touch video. It was just something about the bag. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. The, I was like, this is my look. <laughs> I'm so so glad fashion evolved by the time we were adults because lord because i just knew i was gonna be eating the girls up in some cargo pants and and a fucking top right in tim's like where are you going (laughs) she looked the club no you're not it's It's summertime what It was the black Tims because we thought it was fancy. Oh, yeah. Those, those, those are your With a flannel tied around your dress. Shut up. I was about to say, now, it's technically not a music moment for hip hop, but it is a fashion moment mm-hmm. that we cannot glaze over. 2016 with the flannels, the Tims, the studded whatevers, mm-hmm. the snapbacks. That's what I'm saying. All of that. When you wanted to dress nice, you wore your evening <laughs> Tims, and those were the evening black Tims. I did not have evening Tims, but I did have some studded combat boots, and they were like it was weird. They were like studded on the inside, so I had to like flip them yeah, down. The, yep, and it was like bow the studs, and I just yeah, thought no, I think I Tims. I think she wear Tims to this day. Like you know, people still wear Tims, particularly in the in the winter time. But like oh, yeah. Yeah, at one point, people were wearing Tim's with shorts. That's such a Philly thing, and I hate it. It is. I absolutely hate it. I'm glad we kind of stopped. But the Tim's and I have always been a, a Jordans with the dress hater. I hate it. Same. If it's you not a pair like of Converse, it's really not a pair of sneakers that can go with a dress, in my opinion. But no, I might let you get away with some Vans. Yeah, Vans, Converse, anything in that nature, sure. But anything beyond that, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe, and maybe sometimes y'all, sometimes y'all get away with like skirts to make it a little bit more casual. And I still be like, like I don't give twenty twenty three. I give you dunks. Dunks are alright. They they yeah, still yeah. like flat and streamlined like a like that so you can get away with it look like you got on one of them fat farm boots that or them baby (laughs) fat boots that we used to wear like that's what the jordans look like to me like you about to go walk on the moon like it's just not you about to go on the break up at one and cross niggas over at two what is (laughs) (laughs) but i felt the same way when like when girls would be wearing like tims and like dresses i'm like what in the ludicrous like when tims i'm in leggings was my thing like, like why are you wearing leggings with these tims like this is not i just feel like tims in a dress i immediately think i don't know why <laughs> like you're gonna dance battle <laughs> like i don't know why that says to me i said the the yard. I'm, when <laughs> i move you move just like that just stand up now <laughs> tim's in a dress i'm immediately thinking yo you she about to go whoop somebody's ass like they about to get stomped out because there's, there's no other explanation a, for this if you have one tim's in a dress i just as soon as crump clown comes on i'm looking at you like right. you better put it all on the floor Right. Get it on the floor. Get it. Get it on the floor. You be putting a party to your ass. Gotta go. Like I will never under trends. I will never understand. I don't understand why y'all thought those looked good. Mm, that is, is it, too funny. Is it my turn or is it your turn? To I have no clue anymore. I think um, I think you went for Tim's. So I think we just bring it right around to Jelena. I mean, not Jelena Child to Dana. I'm tired. Sorry. 
It's okay. okay. Um, who? <clears throat> what else? Um, okay. I'll I'll go back, but it's still kind of concurrent with our eras of hip hop. Um, so you guys know that my mother loves LL Cool J. The way I love John Boyega, my mom loves LL Cool J. I actually think it might be a little bit stronger, which is like a sentence to say. My mother calls him my stepfather. Screaming. Um, Like she loves that man. And so I just really think he's another one that I don't think we give him his flowers at the magnitude that we should because all of these like when we think about our drakes and like the rappers who want to be sensitive and sing and things like that ll was the first one to do that and like the way my mom be talking about how the girls went up when i need love came out like i think that ella kuj made hip-hop and like rap like sexy Mm mm-hmm he was like the first like and he and he even made it to great he made like oh well it was rock him or da, 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 which fair like rock him was definitely one of those like sure. you know, um but i think historically lo kuja was like one of the first rappers that made um rap feel very like seductive and sexual and like you could you know you can make more women music, basically yeah like i don't think a lot of rappers were making like music intentionally made to be seductive for women right and it, or at least not they weren't doing both like they weren't doing like the hardcore like the not mama said knock you out mm-hmm. and the i need love mm-hmm. and so i think oh it was like it, probably the first to do that mm-hmm. um and then his just transition to like actor and family man like i just love his career i like ll i just think he deserves all the respect that you know Damn. he's old i think he's truly a legend and i just don't think people treat him like the legend he is that's true i, I can agree i agree with you on that one y'all know here it's coming it's coming no, i have to give a shout out to little bow wow you just don't know yeah the way you move so it's fast funny. across the flow the way you run through my mind like all the time all the time when i just and just like again like i just think i we're so fortunate like we talk about how oh my god millennials like we go through all the bullshit which we do but like i think we were just really so fortunate to live in that era of hip-hop because like to have like a young little like hip-hop rapper that was just for us and we're all like losing our you remember when ghetto girls came out oh my ghetto girls (laughs) (laughs) this dumb shit where all I want to do is see you bounce with me, bounce with me. And then I remember Romeo that music video out. like it was yesterday. Literally. Oh. And then when Romeo came out, we got our own little baby rat beef. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> the baby rat beef. I said, are I you team Nelly. Romeo or are you team Bow Wow? I'm team both, Nelly. Me alone. Get out right. <laughs> no, I was one of them girls. I said, you got to pick. If I had to pick, it's gonna of course be Bow Wow. He had a better he had a better catalog. I mean, yes, right. but I actually really loved Romeo. I thought he had a sweet face, so I was yeah. Romeo I, I love like, Romeo's face, but Bow Wow had better music. Oh yes, and then uh, like Mike was one of my favorite. Yeah, movies. Mm-hmm. and oh then remember god. when he dropped Lil and he was just Bow Wow, and we was all like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, bumping like I'm bumping, saying that, homie. Yeah, fresh as I'm is. What? Song Bow Wow? 
You know, that freaking what album, was what was it, Battle vs. Omarion? Oh, Face Oh, off. gosh. Face Off. That song, Jump, Jump Off, Jump Off, Jump Off, Jump Off. I got one named Brenda. Put it on my agenda. What? That used to go up in the gym parties. Do you hear if I ever heard that song in a party now, I think <laughs> I would lose it. I'm going to give another era real quick. I'm going to give a fashion era, and that is Little Kim. Yeah. Like, Ooh. first of all, Little Kim, pioneer in female rap. Part of, that, part of that, you know, foundation of her being a pioneer is her fashion. Like, when you think of what her and Misa Hilton did as a collective, like, so, you know, you have, like, the purple with the one boob out. And now that's kind of kind of that that was like so scandalous back then and so much fun, um and just the way that she partnered with fashion houses in hip hop yes. mm-hmm. that was not really done that much and so the fact that she was able to pull and have so many relationships with so many like amazing like designers and fashion houses, um we really got to give her her props for that like she really like came out the gate in terms of like, you know I really do this fashion shit like I don't. I don't play about it. Mm-hmm. I, I she deserves it. Fashion. I will piggyback off of yours, speaking of female rappers, and go just a little bit further back, um, literally just a little bit, to Queen Latifah. Oh, yes. I think she, to me, is the best to ever do the rapper turn after transition. Mm-hmm. Um, while I know a lot of people love to get, give Will Smith that that gold star and I think he deserves it in a lot of rights I think that Queen Latifah's was just so seamless yes um, that it is it's just like the impact that both her music and her acting career have had um just as a black woman and maybe that's why it resonates with me a little bit more um Mm -hmm. I just just kudos to her and the the fabulous career that she's had. Mm-hmm. Who are you calling out there? You and I see why. You and I see why. Love a black woman from black a kid to a You know? Okay. And Will Smith, you just. I just like, do people really regard Will Smith as a rapper? Like, I'm so sorry. Like, no shade to him, but like, you said I that, can... and I was like, what are you talking about? I had this conversation with my sister a couple years ago, and she was like, Will Smith's rap music is da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, outside of Summertime and the Fresh Prince theme song, like, are we really, like... I would give you getting jiggy with it at, like, a family cookout and switch at a family cookout. But other than that, no, 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 that's it. Because <laughs> if I, I don't even know the name of an album this man put out. I can't remember that Family me. Guy skit yeah. about your mom and dad about getting the job so you don't pay for school supplies. <laughs> that's literally. <laughs> now I will say when the Meals came out with the freaking dad, that whole album. Which one is that? Can I tip? Yeah, yeah, Dad and Amigos. The culture, which was most no, it was one, the one before that. I'm gonna find it. Hold on. Shout out to the Amigos. They also defined the whole era too. In and out, like, like again, rest in peace, take off. Yeah. Like, 
That shit was crazy. Mm, that shit hits me every time. Like, when you said it, I was like, what? Oh, and- Young Nation. Yeah, there you go. Mm. You know, also, we are forgetting something in here. As a part of that 20, that transition between the late 2000s and the early 2010s, the mixtape SoundCloud rapper eras. Oh, yes. Unmatched. Because when Drake was putting out mixtapes back when I used to really be a Drake fan. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I forgot two eras. There's technically one came out of the other, but Young Money. Uh, Yeah. Little Wayne's mixtape era. Oh my god! The Carter Three. The, the Carter Three. How did we not mention that? Carter Three. The Carter Three. Redefined. Redefined hip hip hop. Another to me. another no skipped album Absolutely. that I didn't mention. And now I feel like a terrible person. <laughs> wow, that's my like, out. I don't care how old it is. Wow. Carter Three. I think I remember when the Carter Three came out, and that was like. No one was listening to anything but the cartoon. I had the physical CD. I feel old saying that now, but for real, yeah, I, I had the CD, not a bootleg copy. I had the room. I went and bought the room. We, we went to Target. And it was like it was Drake, Tyga, Nicki, and Wayne dominating the charts. No, and too. as much for as much bullshit as we give Tyga, Tyga has hits. I has like Tyga. I don't care. And I do admit it. He's like my guilty pleasure rapper. Me, and I'd be like, okay. I think Tyga has a great flow and like he's got good music. And I personally live a little bit for that little like I like yeah. that. To me, he's just a very serious, he's a very unserious person. Like you absolutely. Yeah, he himself. But yeah. His music, like, particularly like that young money, that like that golden era of young money. I mean, you can't. And again, I have to mention bedrock that freaking so when bedrock came out now wow i think that nikki has the best verse on bedrock but in second place i feel like it's tyga and on um what is the song roger that tyga ate all all i'm sorry he ate all y'all up now everybody came with their a game for that song but tyga he ate y'all. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe listen to Roger that again. That was my shit. I think I loved Nikki and Wayne's verse because it was very much again mm-hmm. just that era. But like I listened to it not recently, but like after that time mm-hmm. period, it was like, wait a minute, Taco was he was killing y'all a little bit. Yeah, he's put out music recently that I listened to. And I'm like, okay. I'm I. I wish that Chris Brown was not such an awful human being so I could listen to it, but I loved their joint mixtape, mm. Fan of the Fan. That was a great project. Now, I always want to put this out there because I would be remiss if I didn't say it. Take Care. There will never be another air like Take Care. It there will never care. Say what be you want about Drake. Another Take Care. I mean, I mean, when you talk about like I, I think I know me and Raheem had this debate about what was the best Drake album because I think his fave is like I want to say his is Views he tried to argue with me that Views <laughs> was better than Take Care and I said I need you to slow your goddamn roll I went through every take I said no 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 because that's you- not true there's only one oh, other right answer and that wasn't it 
that was not it it's one of two it's either take care or nothing was the same it's was one the same. of the it's two really, if it's not see, them two see, 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 i don't i don't i can't I still think that take care like if you were to play if you again we're talking about no skip albums no skip, if you take care is no skips care from front to back in terms of eras Danny, you feel differently? My, so I will not debate that Take Care was, again, another cultural reset. I I understand why people feel the way they do about the album. I will never debate that that is a good album. I am not a fan of singing Drake. I know I am very solo in that. I can understand why, and I, though. And that's fine. I will I will stay there. And yeah, I that's if, if people don't agree with it, I it's okay. I, I take it on the chin. Like, I'm not going to be like, you're wrong. And this is why you're wrong. You're not wrong. The music is objectively good. It's just not for me. Thank Me Later is personally my favorite Drake album. Um, but after that, it would probably be Nothing Was the Same. I Take Care was cool. It, it's probably number three. But that's I understand why answer, people though. love it. I will give you that, though. Thank me later. Nothing was the same. Take care. Yeah, in that I, order. I can't give you that. And I and for me to not like singing Drake, this is what I'll say. For me to not like singing Drake, I do go back to take care quite a bit. The that's, box. That's fair. I just I, when we talk about like hits, like hits that it's, st- like it's there. Hit for hit, but what's all the way say bar for bar? <laughs> yeah, Drake. I can't. Drake. I can't fight you on. I cannot fight you on Take Care being a good album and everybody is trying to do now what Drake did on Take Care. A thousand percent. All yeah. y'all are trying to be Drake right now on Take Care. Ten thousand percent. But I, Lauren Hill is the only person to me who can rap and sing and me not be like, Ugh. I'm trying to think of who else. Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. Beyonce and uh, Baby Tate. Everybody yeah. else, stop that. Yeah, no, that. I need you to have a couple notes in your arsenal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you saying like you don't like singing Drake, I, I can understand it because uh, it's been. I a understand long. that. I just think so. It's not for like, me. The I think the music in terms of like the content of the music and the actual music itself, not his voice, just kind of carry over the top. Like Marvin's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm about to say take by by the time we got to take care, it got better. But Dana talking about find yeah. uh find your love, yeah. Oh. Listening to that back oh, now, I was like, oh, hey, hey. I was like, okay, I see what you mean. As a teenager, that shit was that, so singing my heart out like he was a a vocalist. And maybe I just had the awakening a little bit before other folks because the first time I heard that, I said, "This shit is trash." <laughs> because there was absolutely a moment where i was like in the the drake like singing vortex like what was that song where because they were putting on drake on like every hook of every song and there's one where they oh i got money to blow i was fully steeped in the propaganda then but it was something about find your loving where i was like i got dice pineapples Sorry, Dice yeah, Pineapple. Can't forget about Wale. Can't forget about Wale. Mm. Love oh, Wale. I mean, that Pineapple is like he was singing on that one though. Hold up, Drake was singing a little bit on that one. Let's go listen to it. No, go listen. Pineapple back. It's one like the. It's like a perfect. It's almost a perfect go. Song. 
I'm not saying I'm not saying he was giving us runs. He was giving performance. Shout out to the producer because the producer is quarterbacking. The producer is quarterbacking this whole song because all of it is like, why are y'all singing over this beat? Why are y'all doing anything that you're doing over this beat? I might have but, to put my little mood light on and, and play me some Dice Pineapple. Dice Pineapple. Listen. That just takes me back to an era. But you know, another one, I was now, as another person who, and I I will acknowledge my Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and bias here, Wale does not get the love that he deserves. He does not. And I'm not it. saying that just because Wale is an AKA stand. That is one of my favorite things about him. I cannot lie. Because we get a song on every album. But and however. AKA and also a native of where he's a native from. I have a very little sister protection feeling for Wale. Yeah, not too much on Wale. You're not going to say anything bad about Wale in front you of me. Can't. I'm so sorry. Ambition. A great, great album. album. And Attention Deficit too. It's also great, yeah. Like, um, Album About Nothing. You know, last, oh, was yeah. it last year was crazy? I think it's the last one that came out. That yeah. was great, really good. Like I also saw him in concert for that album last year. He puts, on, he puts on an amazing show every time. Mm. Well, happy birthday, hip hop! Indeed, this was such a fun segment and such a funny way to end the segment. So let's put a pin in it right there, and we will move on to our question for this episode. What is up, you guys? Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back into the episode. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and following us on social media at the Bougie Black Girls on TikTok and on Instagram. You can also check out bougieblackgirls.com for articles, updates, and some info on some other soon-to-come produced projects by the Bougie Black Girls. Let's get back into the episode. Right, we are back with our last segment, Ask Black Girl Roundtable. As always, you can email us, you can DM us, smoke signal, whatever way it's going to get to us. But for once, somebody asked us a question, guys. It's a time. You guys finally stop being shy. I love it. Y'all can throw shade in the comments, but y'all don't want to ask questions. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Is it my turn? <laughs> is it my chance to be in the spotlight and shine? <laughs> I need to watch that episode again. But <laughs> But our question of the day is: How do we feel about a cashless society? Such an interesting question, especially for, you know, little old us, because what the fuck do we know about anything? I do girl math, so I'm probably not the most qualified person <laughs> to answer any of these questions. Goddamn video, girl. I said, exactly. Thank you. I said that to Dwayne. He was like, this makes no sense. I said, because you're not a girl. That's why. Dwayne. I don't, I've not, I've never heard that. What is oh, girl I'm math? I'm to send it to you. Well, it's pretty much just like, let's say like, you buy some, you return something at the mall for $20. You go to the mall, you uh-huh. buy something else for $20. That means that what you just bought was free. 
because yeah yeah like thank you he was like no you still paid twenty dollars no that's not what that means listen you have cash for whatever reason and you spend something with cash you got that for free because your bank account wasn't affected by it right correct because i didn't swipe my card right. or you had a gift card it was free oh then it's like extra free yeah right. girl but that's girl or it's like me, i can even buy more stuff because the money that was spent i was literally just about to say that i was like so if i have 50 dollars in a gift card and i spend 20 dollars of my own money really i got 50 dollars off so it was a deal yeah yes yeah <laughs> Everybody doesn't think like that. No, <laughs> no, and it's sad because if if the uh-huh. no, he was like, man, misogyny really be doing a number on y'all, don't it? <laughs> Ooh, oops, sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry, girl. That's really sad. I'm sorry. I'd be having a great time, and don't let me have a free drink from Starbucks. Oh, no. she really said that. She, you have to watch the video. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta find the video and send it to you because it breaks it. And you're like, yeah, that makes. Because I was gonna go anyway. I was gonna go anyway. Spend my money anyway. I was gonna spend the money anyway. Okay. Okay. We do girl math, so take these opinions with a grain of salt. But we do have degrees. We are smart, you know, when we feel like it. Um, Cashless society. Um, So from a, (laughs) this is a weird place to start. From a hygiene perspective, I love it. Money is dirty. Mm-hmm. Money is dirty. Um, and I am on that same, you know, thought process of like girl math. I'm very forgetful. I lose things a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I have a very hard time keeping track of like my cash um, if I have too much of it on hand. So from that perspective. I can see the benefits of cashless society and I am somebody who does not really use a lot of cash. Yeah. I'm on the same page. Like I don't use cash as often. And like, we always keep saying like money is kind of like not, not even kind of, it's not real in a sense. It's fake. So it just doesn't have any value to me for real. Yeah. So I'm like, if we got tangible, yeah. if, If we got rid of tangible money in my head, I'm like, Everything that we got going on is still going to be going on. So what's yeah? What's the difference? That's just my thought. But maybe that's why we got asked because we'd be like, money's not real. Is the so whether I have this piece of fabric in my pocket or not? Right. I still don't have the money. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, dollars. So <laughs> whatever. Because money, especially as like inflation has gotten really bad, like the value or the importance on like somebody handing me a physical piece of money, it's just lost that, I don't know, that like spark, I guess. Yeah. Because I know like this shit is going to evaporate into bills. Even if you hand me a hundred dollars, like, oh, thanks. Once you break a hundred, that's it. Once you break a yeah, twenty, that's it. it. It's gone. Yeah. And so, yeah, like pretty much like you said, like I also think because of the pandemic where a lot of places moved into cashless, it's, mm-hmm it's less and less likely for people to even think of like, oh, I'm going to physically hand you some money. Like, I can't think of the last time someone physically handed me money. Right. So I'm of two minds. So on one end, as someone who works events and works in a cashless area to where they don't really take cash anymore, like they don't take cash anymore, it's cashless. 
Um, it is very convenient in terms of I don't even like I don't touch it besides a screen or maybe simply just mm-hmm. my card that only I will be using for the most part. You know, on that and it's very convenient, it's very clean, not transferring yep. a lot of surfaces mm-hmm. and things like that. Except when you're doing like the touchscreen Jones, which we're gonna get into one of these days. Why I have to tip you if I put it in my order? We will get into that one one of these days. Um, are we supposed to be tipping? I don't. Uh, people like you know how like you sometimes on the screen you can order your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it says like, "Do you want a tip?" No. Why? Well, I did the work. I don't know. Anyways, that's again yeah, that's another conversation for another day. But I agree. <laughs> anyway, okay. rather than like touching like screen stuff like that which you would have to do anyway for the most part like i think that on a um environmental hygienic level yes it is very good now i, I am also of the same mind that unless we fix our houseless population in terms of getting people to where they can have a sustain like sustainable lives and everyone has access to a banking account to a card um i think we are leaving out a big population of people who cannot be cashless so people thousand percent agree yeah the people who are homeless or who may not know or don't have the uh physical ability to use a credit card for whatever reason i think we are doing them a big disservice by just being like okay well we're going to go back to, we're going to go to cash this so that people aren't able to uh get food and you know and things like that so until we can create a sustainable life for everybody to where we can go cashless for everyone and it makes sense for everyone I'm under the mind that you just shouldn't. Like, I think particularly essentials, like grocery stores, some restaurants, things like that, just should not be cashless just because people need to survive. That's a great point. I 100% agree. I think it's unethical for those places to be cashless. And in, in truth be told, in the grand scheme of things, I think in a lot of places, it's even in, like, things that seem more like a luxury, but like mm-hmm. for people to partake in them you need a card like I don't think it's really ethical for them to be cashless as well yeah um just because like we kind of as American citizens I think we underestimate what goes into actually opening up a bank account like lord mm-hmm. knows I haven't opened up a new account in some time but like you have to have a social security number you have to have a mailing address in most cases um, and then you have to have a source of income co- consistently yep. to be able to um, maintain those accounts. Mm-hmm. And so just like, you know, our unhoused population, just like you said, Asha, but then also think about our undocumented population mm-hmm. right. um, or God forbid somebody kind of like falls into a situation where like you lose your job, mm-hmm. you fall into poverty, and then you have no way now to interact with society to get yourself out. Mm-hmm. Um, because a part of us going completely cashless would also mean that um, people are not able to cash their paychecks. And oh, so true. let's say you're pulling yourself out of a situation where you, you know, do all the things that, you know, people tell you you should do if you're struggling, get a job, do this, do that, whatever. And then you get your check. What do I do with it? I can't 
Right. I, I have nowhere to put this currency. And so it essentially becomes obsolete. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. I think in the future, I definitely think it's something that's going to happen in the future eventually, maybe in the oh, not like, yeah. like 10, mm-hmm. 15, 20 years, but definitely I think in the next 50 years, we will see most places just be paperless, be cashless. That's just like the world we're in. We're not getting as much paper as we once were, right? Even your receipt. Do you want it? You can have it printed. You can also have it emailed or, or Email. you know. For rideshare, you can't give somebody the Uber cash for right. your yeah. You can barely do it for taxis anymore. I think a lot of taxis even now, they don't even deal with cash anymore for the most part. They have a card that you that's right there. Um, so it's definitely something that I think is going to happen. Um, but just like with all technological advances, if we are thinking of humankind secondly to human convenience in a way, um, for the, for the, uh, richer among us, then I think we're doing ourselves a complete disservice. Um, so yeah, we got to figure that part out before I can fully get on board with cashless yeah and i feel like unfortunately if it was to be the thing like everything that you guys have said i'm not even gonna sit here but oh people have not thought about that it is very intentional and strategic Mm -hmm. to leave these people out Mm -hmm. so that is something because it is gonna it's going to have it's not it's like it's really just like a win because um i'm sure y'all have seen like the amazon store where you kind of like swipe your hand over the I honestly don't understand how it works, so somebody can explain that. That'd be great. But like, you're literally swiping your hand, and it pays for grocery. So like, that I feel like that's the the way a lot of places are gonna start moving once they get, you know, the technology, the money to upgrade stores like that. But that's scary. That part is scary. But yeah, that's very strange to me. Also, like Amazon, your whole spiel was that I didn't have to go to the store. Why are you making stores now? Um, and it's like a grocery store it's lane. not even like a warehouse type of store I don't I think Amazon didn't they buy Whole Foods or something like that yes that's but, exactly it's a Whole Foods yeah, but I don't want Amazon groceries no thank you I'm great um, <laughs> let me tell you I don't care I don't care what type of robot technology you got ain't nobody picking my produce but me that's okay yeah, and, and that's hopefully, a of course, fact. you can always like you can do that, but at the same time, like it's connected to your Amazon account to where like Amazon is like seeing exactly. And I mean, and you can play with like your Amazon account, like it's. But there are some like Whole Foods where like it'll pick the food out for you, and like oh here it is, no thanks. No. Can nobody pick an avocado? Like I can pick an avocado. Thank you. You don't know the ripeness I need. Listen, I think I'm my, pick up my chicken. Now. Nobody else. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I don't trust that's y'all. Would, and a lot of people every packet. Oh. Fun food safety package. If the if the plastic on because I realized because of an Instacart shopper that I like you, people don't know this. If the chicken is like, and I've done Instacart as a shopper as well too. So this is not judgment. I'm just sharing knowledge. No, same. Awesome. Um, but like if you have um like if the if the plastic on the chicken has bubbled up so like you can see the rise do not eat that that means that it was not stored at the proper temperature in transport and so really the grocery store should be throwing it away i've been to grocery stores where like all of the chicken has that rise look i can't you do not eat any of it walk out go to another grocery store 
and you like it's gonna you're gonna get home open it and smell it and it's gonna smell crazy because it was not like if it gets that puffy whatever if yeah if you can touch it and it's like a balloon don't it needs to be air why say it needs to be airtight your produce should be vacuum sealed airtight and like i knew this before because of my mother but like i figure i like she told she taught it to me and then like yeah so it's just it's not other things again dented cans that's you cannot you should not like whatever if your can is dented take it back to the grocery store take it back mm-hmm. do not like and don't you, leave your water jugs in the trunk for too long like the plastic ones mm-hmm. get sick because all that sun mm-hmm. and that stuff and whatever's in that plastic is right. seeping into your water yeah, but a little bit of time is fine. But like, y'all be like, "Oh, this these waters been in my trunk for six, seven months. You're we're gonna die." <laughs> I keep waters just in case the apocalypse happens. But you know, right? Yeah, I, drink it. I try to cycle them out. Yeah, like I got my emergency water, but I at least try to, you know, give out a little bit. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's, mm. it's yeah, it definitely so a good a great question considering the. The trajectory of our world at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and I had mentioned it when we were talking about it before, but I don't know if you like if people have seen that movie um, that Justin Timberlake was in years ago. Such a random film. Do you think it was? Limitless? Um, it might be the one with uh, what you gonna call it? Um, Amanda Seyfried was in it too. Yeah. What is? Oh my god! It wasn't. It's not called Limitless because that's a movie with um, the guy from A Star Is Born. Um, Oh, Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure his name for a minute. Let me see. I'm gonna look it up. Justin Timberlake movie. Another fun fact: we are getting new Justin Timberlake mu- music apparently. Uh, in time, Justin Timberlake in, in, time. Off- in yeah. time. Thank you. I'm over here looking. I'm like, you've been in all these movies, Justin. I was just about um, to say, I'm like, mm, where was I? I'm, I'm learning things. Like yeah, what he Shrek was, was too. Justin Timberlake in. Oh, the third one. I do remember that. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, but yeah, so like, but that movie, I remember, that's actually a really good movie. If you have not seen it, I recommend, you know, if you're looking for something to watch, definitely watch it. But I think that kind of talked about the concept of like a cashless society or kind of like what happens when we change currency. And so it talked about how, like, so for those of you who don't know, um, like before we were trading, so a dollar is a percentage of a gold bar. So for every dollar you have, that's essentially equivalent to a certain like percentage, like one sixteenth, or I'm sure it's probably smaller than that, but like some percentage of a gold bar. And so this movie was about a shifting away from putting the value in gold and, and instead putting the value in what we really do use money for, which is time. We exchange money for time. Um, and so it's like, what do we, what happens when it's just blatantly that? And so it mm-hmm. kind of just talks about like very deep movie for Justin Timberlake to be in. I think they, <laughs> with the right cast, this could have been like <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's like, what happens when, you know, the, the, the public and the working class really figures out like what to do and how to and how the rich are scamming us of yeah. the time that we should be spending living our lives. It's so freaky because like people be like, I'm 83 years old and they look like our age. That's really weird. Yeah, and it's very like, strange. Um, but that's real because you think about it, you exchange your time for your paycheck every week at work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then you and then you exchange money for conveniences. So I pay somebody at Starbucks, you know, eight bucks to make me a coffee because I don't want to spend the time to do it myself. Yep. And it's really, it's a great movie. Like, if you haven't seen it... It's really good. It's really good. The, mm, yes, the acting is like, okay. But like, the, the movie itself... <laughs> the concept of the movie is good, though. But mind you, I actually like Justin Timberlake as an actor. Like, don't get me wrong. Me too. I think I think it was just where he was, and even Amanda Seyfried as well, because she's a great actress too. I think it's mm-hmm. just where they were at in their careers. Yeah, gotcha. it was it was the right cast and the right script at the wrong time. Like if that movie came out now, it, it would, would be a smash. Gotcha. It would be very much like Oppenheimer type. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. Or like you remember when Inception came out? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it's just it's the same yeah. type of movie as Inception. I actually really like Inception. Yeah, but as well. so y'all explain it. So I'm like, well, I'm, I gotta watch that another day. I might have a midlife crisis or something. But <laughs> yeah, you gotta like watch it on a Saturday when you got some time to like reflect, decompress. Yeah, yeah. 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 we I watched it on the plane and I was like, oh shit. In a week, I'm good. Yeah, we tried to watch. And truth be told, remember that movie? That movie Tenet was supposed to be kind of like Inception. The same, the same um, director. And it's like, mm-hmm. it like went back and it was with um I, I hate I know he hates this. I know he hates this and I'm so sorry. Um with Denzel Washington's son. I know who you're Denzel Washington Jr. And Robert Pattinson. With who David Washington. David. Dave, yeah. Oh, okay. I'd be forgetting he's Denzel's son. John David. That's good. John David, yes. Yeah. Yes, he's actually a very good actor in his own right. That's why, like, I hate that. I hate that I did that, but like, I did not know. How he to is. Play. But yeah, um, this is something very similar. And me and Raheem tried to get through it. We were like, "Ooh, this is a lot." Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched in time, like in adulthood. I think I watched it like maybe like right before I went off to college, so it hit, but like not for real, for real. I would be interested to how I would react to it now at like almost thirty. I think I watched it in college and that was the last time I watched it. So I think I need to watch it again. The last movie I saw with Justin Timberlake in it, unfortunately, was a movie by a man who's a creep. Like the director and the writer. Um, but it's it's a very good movie, unfortunately. Mm, what movie? Um, it's called Do 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 Do. It's by Woody Allen. Um Aww. Yeah, it's called, was in a Woody Allen it's called Wonder Wheel. Oh, I heard about that. Okay. I love Wonder Wheel, but I loved Wonder Wheel, but I watched it and then I figured out what, I found out what happened. I was like, never mind. I haven't really been dabbling. He's crazy. No, that, that. I haven't really dabbled into Justin's discography recently, except for Trolls, which I am very excited about. This new Trolls one coming with the Insync reunion. Insync reunion. And they're singing Backstreet Boys songs in the movie, which I <laughs> love. I'm like, let me tell you something. All y'all Justin girlies, that's cute and everything. And I know I'm a justified stan, but let me tell you something about Lance. Or not Lance. What am I talking about? Lance. JC. I said. I said my thug appeal, JC. Yeah. I saw this girl. Um, she posted this thing that was like, if you could hear NSYNC perform one song live, what would it be? And I was like, easily, easily tearing up my heart. Mm-hmm. 
tearing up my heart, my heart when I'm with you. And maybe like Dirty Pop. Dirty Pop. But no, so I don't know if you guys know this. So little fun fact, me and Raheem went down this rabbit hole. You know the song by Black, Oh Baby, Bring It Up To Me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So NSYNC is the 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 guy singing the 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 guy's part. And JC yeah. is doing the my thug appeal. I said, JC, what thug appeal? Me and Raheem looked up just <laughs> off of a whim where this nigga went to high school. I say nigga in terms of where this man went to high school. Why do we go to the same high school as JC? He went to Bowie High School. Oh, he he did not. That that explains a little bit. <laughs> that that explains that's, a little bit. Actually irritated because I said, Sir, Are you telling me you went to Bowie High School? But you are you tell that so many dots are connecting right now <laughs> because if you're telling me JC Chavez spent any time in PG County Maryland, I have no more questions. Exactly, that's what I was about to say. Like I have, it, I have no more. But questions. no, but Bowie, I'm like center. my thug appeal, which ain't no thugging going on in me. Bowie. Saying, everybody from Bowie want to swear they're from the hood. You are from Bowie. From Bowie, see, Bowie. You fit right in. Everybody from Bowie swear. They a thug. I said, oh my God, of course he would say thug appeal. He's from freaking Bowie, Maryland. That is comedy. That like, is fucking kidding me. He JC Chavez. He forever. And for me, it's always been, and maybe I'm like, maybe that's always why I felt very connected to JC because we're from the same period. <laughs> maybe that's why I felt so connected. But I was like, I. We were like, what? No, yeah, definitely. See that. I've always just been so curious as to how Joey Fatone got in the group. Like, how did you? Right. I want to know what that relationship, how that connection was made. I don't mind you, Joey. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. they do too much on Joey. But I'm just like, you just. I feel like I've recently seen a story about how he got in. I, I might be wrong. Every little thing I do. I have to hear that live before I leave this earth. <laughs> Mine is tearing up my. So I can be like that one that... boy that was on TikTok dancing all hard. <laughs> as soon as I hear that little doom 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 doom, I will lose my mind. They keep saying, and I I feel like it's a rumor, but they keep saying that they're gonna go. That people are like, NSYNC is planning a reunion tour. And like a tour, I would go. Yeah, because somebody, would, somebody would go like Ticketmaster and they have like a TBD date type of thing. So it's possible. It's only me. One of my I'm old student workers. Old housewives. <laughs> having a ball. And this my old student worker, he went to the Big Time Rush tour <laughs> and was like, it was great. <laughs> the minute I hear, yo, boo, 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 boo. That one little R&B adjacent song that Big Time Rush put out was a bop. And every now and then I just go back and listen to it. I didn't get tickets. Let me tell you something. The girls are going up for the Jonas Brothers concert. The girls are they going. They are. I was never a big Jonas Brothers person. I was. And I just can't buy tickets because like Beyonce and all the other stuff. I was like, dang. But, but like, next time. I, I like go. Nick Jonas. <laughs> Nick Jonas' solo discography is so great. great. It is. So it's, it's great. I like him. He got that song he got with Nicki Minaj. I think that's Jonas. No, that's Nick. That bomb, 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 
Oh, I'm thinking of um, you know what I'm thinking of? Um, Give me that bad love. Let me all night long. Joe Jonas is like, I don't know what he's done solo, but I know he's in that group, DMZ. Yeah, I didn't know that was him. It's like, yeah, he's in a group called like DMCE or something. And then Kevin got his show with his wife that I actually really like. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Bum bitty bum. Oh, okay. That one is good. He got a song with Ty Dolla Sign called Bacon. Love that song. Of course, everybody knows Jealous. Um, Good Girls is a great song. Nick's Nick's solo albums are actually really good. Fire out to sing uh, Jealous. Oh, okay. Y'all was hiding this from the Disney Channel. Listen, the way Delina loves. The way you love journals is the way I love Nick Jonas' solo album. It's great. Okay. I'm going to have to listen to it. It's really good. It's, it's a good, like, I'm working album, too. Like, I put it on a lot for, like, background noise when I'm at work. Now, I will, we're going to have the one day, we're going to have our favorite uh, white boy albums. We're going to do an episode one day. We'll have our favorite white boy albums. And we just, you know. Justified is number one. It's just who's everybody else. <laughs> We go into about justify for a smooth forty five minutes, and then like everybody else have the last fifteen. And then fill in the rest of the blanks. Listen, y'all not touching justified. I'm sorry. I mean, okay. in all honesty, I really can't think of nobody else that would even. Yeah, but I, I have a couple. Not touching justified, no. But like Nick Jonas is a good yeah, one. I'm saying like there's other ones. But I'm saying as good as justified, okay. probably not. Like the no. Beebs got a couple. You know, I hate to give Justin anything, but, but like, the Beebs is a great. Album. Yeah. The I will give, I will give uh, the Beebs a little a little bit of credit uh, as the junior. As Usher's protege, you gotta come with something. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. But much not every. I don't think anyone right. understands. Like, can't believe what I was hearing last night. Tell me last night tonight. And shout out to Pharrell and uh, Timberland for being, you know. A big part of that sound and everything. Thank oh, you. absolutely. Y'all, they said that all the tracks on that album were Michael Jackson rejects. That is why that album is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Everything on that album was produced for Michael Jackson. Telling me to have a nice night tonight. I just love that Asha loves Justified like I love Justified. It makes me so happy. And then, oh, my favorite... Hop in the car, go with go me. with me. <laughs> you pack everything, don't you wanna feel the breeze? Oh, Lord. I, take a I do, I oh, do want to feel the breeze. Let's just get away. Let's just get away. And then you get to the bridge. Maybe if you consider us just riding. Ah. This, this okay. This episode is only three, almost three hours. We always, oh my gosh, justified. okay. We always do something <sighs> about justified. We go on this long ass just- justified and Beyonce. 
That was just gonna let y'all have your moment. <laughs> I can't control myself. But I'm gonna have a justified party for my birthday this year. That's what Great. it's either that or I told Jelena I wanna have a um a Tyler Perry themed party um where everybody has to dress up as a Tyler Perry character, but I wanna be Alex Cross. Um that's my <laughs> Asha, I'm telling you, she said that to me. I was on the floor for like ten minutes. Asha, I want you to know when she texted that to me, there was no hesitation in between the text. Like she had thought about this like immediately. I, there was no. I like, didn't need. Hmm, I, don't, I didn't need to. Say that. I want to be Alex Cross. Like that was it. I, Wait, is it, so, is it I didn't need to think Tyler Perry in terms of like the movies or is like Tyler Perry. Just like, anything, anything in the Tyler Perry Tyler cinematic Perry. So universe. She wants to be Alex Cross. I have called Shamar Moore from Diary of Mad Black Woman. You want to do the wig? You have. You have to. Do, you can't just do cornrows. You have to, have do to have the wig. wig. And I have to have a headband for every occasion. The whole film. Mm. And there has to be specifically like 42 cornrows in your head. Yes. Oh my God. Who should I be? Should I be Boris Kojo hijacking somebody else's wedding wig? (laughs) (laughs) With the little fro. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Or... I mean, granted, I'm not mad at him for hijacking that wedding. I probably would have done the same thing too. Ain't nobody else getting married here. Let's not let it go to waste. I have so many questions about that scene, though. Like, did his family just leave? Like, did his family did they just stay? Leave? Oh damn! I would have oh, said, be... "I'm eating this food." I'm eating the food. Somebody has to be Grits Blair Underwood, please. Like, please, <laughs> I don't want to be Blair Underwood. Mm-hmm. No, like, not just Blair. You have to be burn, grit ball Blair. Like you have to burn correct. and then grit like on here. Little grit it, fragments. Also yes. has grit. That's hilarious. Or maybe I'll do that if I'm not Alex Cross. No, please be Alex Cross. Be Alex Cross actually. <laughs> then you got to do like action man stunt things all night with my Tyler Perry wig. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Or you know that was supposed to be a series, right? It's like it's based on it's books. Book. Yeah, it's it's like, on books. Book. A book series. And they was like, uh uh-uh. <laughs> one was one was Do you know how mad I would be if I was an author and my books got like picked up for a movie adaption and I was like, Oh, who's gonna be the lead? Tom Cruise, Idris Elba, Medina. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, what? What? And so if that's the case that I might be Star Trek Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry was on Star Trek. You see me hold now, Asha. Hold the hell on. Y'all don't Wait remember Tyler Perry in the Star Trek movie? No, hold that's a up. deep cut. Hold on, hold on. Look it up. I also didn't see the Star Trek. Right, movie. I was like, what? Look up Star Trek Tyler Perry. That is funny. And he was the main council member. Or I gotta put on my um my black dress outfit, put in that all black my Helen outfit. Right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> or I will my be little shake and go. God rest her soul. I'm gonna I'm gonna be um. That's what I said. Cecily Tyson. Cecily Tyson. Why did I Oh, this way. I said I just gotta be Cecily Tyson. <laughs> That's funny, because you did say that. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I'm dying right now. Oh, 
<laughs> and everybody's got to do a line from the movie to get in the door. You got to do a line from each character. Oh, dude. Oh. Somebody's got to paid for. <laughs> somebody's got to do the um. He gives me. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Love. The episode. Now. Now. All right. All right, everyone. It has been real. This has been another episode of Black Girlfriend Table. We will catch y'all later. Because clearly, Dana has lost her mind. <laughs> because, what? <laughs> cut, cut the mic. What is he doing? Oh. that <laughs> on that note we are going to end this episode of black girl roundtable woo thank you so much for listening please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you are listening and leave us a rating it really helps us out if you have any questions, please feel free to hop on the bougieblackgirls.com um, and shoot us an email, or you can comment on Spotify. We can now see the questions there as well. Oh my God, jokes. Um, be, feel, be sure to follow us on socials and check out the bougieblackgirls.com for articles and more updates, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Ah, Bye. Bye.